0: And this is Whitaker Weekly, uh, your source of uh, weekly geeky anime news. (laughs) Or at least, you know, we hope it is. It better be. (laughs) Or we will find you. No, 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 no. Anyways, uh, let's get right into it. All right. So,
1: uh, first thing, first item of news we've uh, uncovered is that... um,
0: Uncovered, we literally went to <laughs> Anime News Network and found some things we wanted to talk about. It's yes. not much digging.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, we we del- we dug with a spoon, and after a second, we're like, "All right, we're done." <laughs> so after some digging,
0: no, 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 not all of it. Not all of it is, uh, is uh, Anime <laughs> News Network. Some of it is, uh, you know, Silicon Era. Uh, but okay. yeah, this this news isn't written by us, so we're not trying to take any credit for it at all. This is stuff that we find cool and want to talk about.
1: it. Right. So the first thing has to do with. Uh, Gintama. Apparently a couple of groups, uh Spy Air, Chicho with Honeyworks to perform new Gintama anime theme songs. Ooh. So it looks like uh moving forward we're gonna have uh mm-hmm. these groups. Do, are you familiar with them? Do you know any no, of No,
0: not off the top of my head. Uh, I do not, Um, though Gintama uh, went on hiatus after it aired episode uh, 353, and then it's coming back in July. Okay. I know the manga is set to either be wrapping up or it has wrapped up. I haven't looked into that recently, but I do know that the manga is ending here or has ended. I'll have to double check that. Okay. But uh yeah, so it sounds like they've announced some bands and stuff, those bands to do the the probably the opening and the closing songs for the new season of Gintama when it comes back okay. in July. And uh in other I'm still comedies. way behind. I'm still like on episode like 120 something like that. Okay. So I kind of just watch Gintama a couple of episodes here and there. Um it's I love it, but it's not something I want to binge watch. I feel if I binge watch it, I'll lose, it'll, I'll lose the savour that it has for that yeah. I have for it. But yeah, right.
1: um, uh, keeping up with uh, more gintama news: uh, a live action gintama two film is in the works, mm-hmm. and they've just produced a uh, teaser poster featuring actor Jairo Sato. or Jiro Sato, G- Jiro Sato. Um, Doing a. It, it hasn't been uh, disclosed what role he's playing yet, but um, he's apparent. The The poster is an homage to The Godfather Part 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's called The Gintama Part 2. The Gintama Part 2. And uh, he's got a really, really cool pose looking kind of at the camera sideways. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's just ridiculously
1: <laughs> silly, which yep. is the spirit of Gintama.
0: I don't know if they actually... i have to look into it. I don't know if they actually released the first one in America. The first Gintama movie. I kind of want to see it just so I can compare it to the anime. Sure. But at the same time... At the, it, it's like GTO. You know, Great Teacher Onizuka? Yeah. The live-action show was pretty good. But it's nowhere near the level of the anime when it comes to comedy. Just because with the anime, they have the ability to just draw such great faces... On the characters for the reaction shots and whatnot. Same thing with Gintama, half the. No, keep going. Keep going. Same thing with Gintama, half of the. Uh... Uh, yeah, sorry. We thought we were having some sound problems there for a no, moment, you're but fine. I guess we're good. Uh, same thing with Gintama. He's got some um, just amazing reaction shots that you can't really duplicate in real life. Right. I still want to see it. Still want to see how uh, they, you know how they interpreted it live action. Mm-hmm. Um but when you go Some into these things you have to realize that it's just not going to be the same.
1: Yeah, the stills of the uh the, the main cast mm-hmm. looked really interesting. Looks really true to the uh to at least the three episodes I've seen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You need to watch more of it. I do need to watch more of it. I do. It's just one of those
0: on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um so uh after game time we got a little bit of uh, One Piece news. You want to go into that?
1: Yes, uh, apparently they're uh, putting together a um, a live stage production of One Piece. Mm-hmm. And um, their anime news network is featuring some uh, videos of Luffy and the band that will be playing for this uh, for this production.
0: Um, well, they've actually done multiple stage shows of, oh, of One course, Piece. Oh, of course they have. <laughs> That's actually how Oda-san, the guy who creates One Piece... That's how he met his wife. His wife actually played Nami in one of those shows. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's how he met his wife. Um, And after they got married, a lot of fans noticed that Nami started being drawn a lot more sexy. (laughs) So uh, at first, Oda-san really didn't have much interest in women, which is Uh why Nami, while she was cute, was never all that, you know... Over the top, voluptuous type stuff. No. But after he got married to Nami, a lot of fans think. Or after he got married to the girl who played Nami, I'm forgetting her the actress's name. Yes. Um, she. Uh, he started drawing Nami uh, more sexy, and she, um, people say that uh, you know him getting married probably helped opened his eyes to the wonderful things that women can do. So, yeah. Uh, that's something that I read online somewhere. I forget where, but that, that, uh, yeah, he married the actress who played Nami in one of the stage productions. Good for him. So, yeah, and I mean, News Network has some videos on the band. I believe all the guys in the band are actually going to be dressed up as Luffy, if I read this correctly. (laughs) So, uh, Japan, never change. Um... It looks like you
1: have a couple of uh, One
0: Punch Man uh, announcements. Yeah, to make. yeah, a couple of One Punch Man announcements. First and foremost, uh, season two of One Punch Man has been licensed by Viz. Uh-huh. Uh, they, uh, Viz Media, they had the, um, uh, they had the rights to the first season. Yes. Um, when I bought the Blu-ray, it was Viz that put it out, um, and that reminds me that I forgot the Blu-ray has the OVA episodes on it, where they were all individual episodes with characters that weren't in the original series. Uh-huh. Um, Or, like, some of them are in the original series, but, like, um, not all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fubuki, who is uh, another psychic, Um, the the younger sister of Of uh, Mm Asmaki of the
1: Tornado. She's uh, got an episode. And she's younger, but physically more mature. Yes, that's a nice way of putting it. She's taller and less Lolita.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, yeah. And by less, I mean not at all. Viz Media has the rights, uh, Uh the licensing rights here. Um, And then we may have released a, um, as uh, ComicBook.com reported, uh, someone may have accidentally let slip when the premiere of One Punch Man Season 2 is coming out. When is this? Um, Well... According to the tweet sent out by Yonko Productions, and uh, that I really, really like that name. For those of you who aren't familiar with uh, with the Japanese translation of One Piece or the Japanese you know, version. Um, you mean One Punch? No, no, no. I'm talking about One Piece. Back to One Piece. Because Yonko is uh-huh. from One Piece. They're uh, on the Grand Line, which is the ocean in the center of the world that yes. goes around the entire world. Yes. Ha- uh, the second half of it, most of it is ruled over... Um, actually almost all of it, has been divided up between four pirate lords that in English we call the four emperors. Okay. But in Japanese, it's the Yonko. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So Yonko Productions is just a play on that. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, One Punch, according to the tweet, I'll just go ahead and read it here. Um, This came out May 15th. We're recording this on the 16th. Um, So One Punch Man Season 2 is probably going to follow OPM Season 1. Uh, with regards to its production being ahead. Not surprised that they're screening the first episode in August, but it bodes well for the schedule in that regard. Okay. So it looks like they're already ahead of schedule, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but uh, they just said they're screening the first episode in August. So right. when they do the screening, it's not that much further before it gets released. We're looking maybe September, October release for One Punch Man Season 2. Uh uh-huh. So, yeah, um, we're definitely going to be uh, doing that for three episodes in. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> and then um, we also, uh, for those uh, uh, g- uh, gamers out there, um, both Lee and I are pretty old school gamers. We like we there's never a time I remember in our house where we didn't have a gaming system of some sort. Either Dad's computer, the Atari. Like, yes. I think it was the Atari, Atari Twenty Six Hundred we had. Yes. Um, and then you know we got the NES, the Super Nintendo, N sixty four, and stuff like that. Yep. All, all growing up. Um. One of my all-time favorite games was Chrono Trigger. Uh, Fantastic game. And Square recently, uh, Square Enix recently released it for the PC, but they really upset a lot of the fans because it was a port of the Android and iPhone release, and it still had the big clunky interface that is useful on a phone because you want the big buttons to be able to press on it. Sure. But when you're on a, sc- a monitor,
1: you yeah, don't when, need that.
0: When when you're
1: real estate, when, when you're using touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Some of your real estate is going to go to the interactivity, mm-hmm. but and when you're on
0: PC, you you don't need a touchscreen. No, and for um, and they released this on Steam for the PC. Uh-huh. um, and they also had filters that tried to make the graphics look more modern and stuff, and people were very very upset about that. And so Square is actually been backtracking they and there's actually been interviews with Square saying that we didn't actually realize people wanted to play the old game we thought they wanted to play updated versions of it it doesn't make sense to us why they'd want to play just the same game well given given so, how
1: much everybody wants a remake of their Final Fantasies and their more modern graphics it would make sense that they that they would think that uh, yeah, people would want an updated Chrono Trigger it makes sense that they would but, think that but this Chrono Trigger this game pushes the nostalgia button so hard that people don't want it updated. People well, love it the way it was. Like maybe add those um if, if Akira Toriyama animation sequences. Well, they,
0: they, that's one of the things they did here in the second patch they actually released a re- uh like they for the DS release of uh-huh. crown Trigger, um they added some anime cutscenes. Well, actually no, that was on the PS1 release when they first did that and then for the okay. DS release they also added the anime cutscenes from the uh like uh Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball, he did the character design yeah. design for Dragon Ball uh, and Dragon and, Warrior. Uh, mm-hmm. Um But anyways, um they've been releasing patches um to, you know, backtrack and make improvements and make it more like the original. Oh, fantastic. Um so but it's, it's going on going on kind of the topic of remakes and re releases, like I know people would eat up a remake of Chrono Trigger with modern-day graphics. Same with, you know, people who are super obsessed with the Final Fantasy VII remake that's been announced. Oh, yeah. Um, Updated graphics. updated. But you want consistency. Yeah, you want consistency. Um, If you're going to release the original Chrono Trigger, make it as close to the original Chrono Trigger as possible. Right. Here in the States, we love that nostalgia. You know, we love going back and seeing those same games over and over and over again. For crying out loud, the only version of Chrono Trigger I haven't purchased Uh, is the one for the PC. I have it for the Super Nintendo. I have the Japanese Super Famicom version. I have the DS. I have the PS1. I have the Android version. I don't own an iPhone, so I don't have that one. But um, the only one I don't own is the PC release. I love Chrono Trigger. Same with final fantasy six actually yeah. i own multiple versions of that game everything except for the pc release because the pc release was just a port of the android version which wasn't that great of a version anyways mm. but anyways that's enough on that um we recently uh this is uh this is reported by Silicon era um other other sites reported it as well but that's the site that i generally find myself going to these days those are recommended by a friend of uh, of mine mm-hmm. um they Uncovered, or you know, it's been reported by other sites as well um, that um, two new Pokemon domains have been registered. And these are believed to be the domains for the Pokemon Switch game that's being worked on. Uh huh. And and they're believed to be remakes of Red and Blue for the Switch um, with Pokemon Go technology and stuff put into it as well. And. In uh in Japan, it's Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu.com. And for those of you who know uh what Eevee is, it's the little fox looking Pokemon mm. that can turn into multiple different uh evolutions depending on what stone you give it. Yes, it's the one with the most branching options yeah uh vaporeon electron or not electron uh, jolteon jolteon vaporeon, that's what it is, but...
1: flareon espion
0: it's Leafeon. only the, it's only the three in the in the first one. right it's in the, the in first space. one it's mm-hmm. just the three um so this it's looking like it might be a remake of the original with uh with uh th- and there's been like leaks like people posted things on parts of the internet um where you know uh they say they have connections at nintendo and that this is the stuff that's going to be in the game and Mostly, I don't care about that, but this is actual. I like people have found that these sites have been registered. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're probably going to learn more about it with Nintendo's E3 streaming event because mm-hmm. in the last several years, they haven't actually attended E3. They've done their Nintendo Direct for E3. Right. Um, though Nintendo has said that um, for E3, they are letting fans reserve slots to play Smash Brothers so smash brothers is coming to the switch and i'm so excited for it and no one else is going to play me in it because <laughs> no one of my family likes me playing them in smash brothers i've got friends who i can play smash brothers with but yeah no it's wow. uh yeah so e3 is just right around the corner of the, um actually let me go ahead and pull it up I'm, it's I'm pretty sure it's june but let's pull it up here anyways e3 2018 yeah june 12th to the 14th that's just about three weeks away Wow! So E3 is right around the corner, and you know there's other, been other leaks as well. Uh, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but did you ever hear about Rage? It was a post-apocalyptic shooter.
1: Uh, I've heard about it. I think I saw a clip of browsing social media. I think I saw a a, uh, a advertisement for
0: a Rage Two. Rage Two in? is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Rage Two is made is being produced by Bethesda, uh-huh. same guys Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout series. Yeah. Um, it's being produced by Bethesda or uh, uh, yeah. And it's being developed by Avalanche Studios. And for those of you who don't know who what Avalanche who Avalanche Studios is, they make the just cause games. The super over the top crazy fun sandbox games yeah. where it's all just like an it's an homage to a nineteen eighties action flick. They also made the Bad Max open world game. Yes. Um, all of those games were just incredible. And I played a little bit of the first rage game, it was alright. It really wasn't my cup of tea. I'm a big shooter guy, but it just really didn't sit right with me. But getting as it into As soon as I learned that Avalanche is doing this and as soon as I watched the leaked trailer, I mean it could be leaked, I doubt it. It's probably just like a press, you know.
1: Oh sure, because you know once yeah. you leak a tra if you leak a trailer Any problems with it are immediately forgiven because it was released too early. No, 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 no. But if it's perfect,
0: it it builds up a whole lot of hype. Well, an image was leaked um, from someone, and then the the head of Bethesda or someone higher up in Bethesda, I can't remember his name, he responded with, see, this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Okay? I'm 98% certain that it's all fun and games that they're pretending it's a leak. Yeah. Um, but they released the trailer for it, or it was leaked, whatever. And the trailer also has the song Party to You Puke playing in it by Andrew W. K, who is the creator of Party Metal. And if you guys have not listened to Andrew WK, his words can be a little bit vulgar, but his his beats and his the and the music he writes is just over the top fun. So it Party Metal is really the only way you can describe Andrew WK's music. Okay. Anyways, I guess that's enough of the news. Yeah, that wraps up the
1: news for today. (laughs) Yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to three episodes in. Fantastic. And this week was my choice, and I picked Erased, not knowing what we were getting ourselves into. Nope,
0: and the Japanese name for it is Erased, Bokudake ga Inaimachi. Yes, I found that out uh, sometime this week. Um... Yeah, as we were watching (laughs) it, we kind of... Came to the realization why it's called Boku Dake Ga Inai Machi. And I'll go ahead and translate for that for our non Japanese speaking uh, audience right now. That means a town with only without me. A town only without me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Boku means me. Uh huh. Dake means only. And then ga is like a subject. So it's saying only me. Yes. Inai means to not exist or to be gone. Machi is town. So it means a town that only doesn't have me. And okay, yeah, that, that, that
1: comes up and we'll tell you why.
0: That comes up. Yeah, that comes up. Anyways, right, so let's, they, get,
1: let's get right into this. Okay, when I was watching this anime, what I didn't... Okay, I am a fan of police procedurals. I'll watch Law & Order, CSI, the things of that nature. And so I gave certain shows a try. Things like um, uh, person of interest or the early edition, and basically there, there there's a subgenre of these um, police procedurals that are a um, a crime prevention. Like somebody, some, some for some reason, somebody has a clairvoyant type. Power, either through technology or magic or something, but they can see something bad happening before it happens. And they're tasked to stop it. And so this is a genre that exists, and I was not aware that Erased was going to be this genre when I started.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but it's pretty. it becomes pretty clear the first ten minutes in that that's what it's going to do. We introduce the, our main character, and he somehow has this power that he suddenly has this moment of deja vu like somebody's brought him back in time brought his consciousness back in time mm-hmm. and he's then ha- and he's compelled to find what is different what's wrong what can i make right mm-hmm. and this is introduced within the first 5 minutes of the first episode as he's driving a scooter to deliver a pizza and is uh, goes through this deja vu uh, sees a, a crystal blue f- butterfly Uh, Floating in the air. Mm -hmm. Gets zoomed back about a minute. And then starts wondering what's going on. And then realizes that there is a truck out of control. Heading towards a child in a crosswalk. And he... Mm -hmm. And he more or less puts himself in danger to try to stop this truck to save the child's life.
0: Mm -hmm. And Uh, our... uh, Real fast, our protagonist, his name is Fujinuma Satoru. Yes. So... Fujinuma Satoru um, does
1: this, and he, he mentions that he doesn't ever get a personal gain from doing this. It's just it's something that happens to him, only to him. He, he puts himself on the line to help others, but he never gets any gain from it. Uh, as is exemplified by this incident, where he ends up in the hospital after trying to stop, after saving this child's life, because he ends up in a head-on collision with another car. We'll
0: yeah. Um, he, he, he tries to stop this vehicle, but the driver seems to be asleep or unconscious or something. Uh, it is. Okay. We learn later that he's died of a heart attack. Yes. But from his perspective, he doesn't know that. He's banging on the door trying to get the driver to do something about it. And, and he eventually looks and he sees, reaches him. Mm-hmm, he looks, he sees the child starting to cross the street. He then reaches in and turns the wheel uh-huh. to pull them over, which unfortunately pulls them into oncoming traffic. Yes. So... And then he's hospitalized because of it.
1: Yes. Well, he, he, he's in recovery. He, he's injured, but not seriously enough that he couldn't walk out later that day. They called him a casualty. Or, they used the word, the word that just translated as casualty, but he doesn't die.
0: I don't know. I mean, let's go ahead and talk about the opening credits here real fast. I mean, um, there's a shot in the opening credits where there's a bullet that looks like it's fired from a sniper rifle going straight towards him. So I'm wondering if this power of his also protects him. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I could be wrong about it. But from what I gathered, they thought he was dead and then he was just fine. So. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I gathered from the conversation. Okay. I didn't, he,
1: I didn't catch that, but it's possible mm-hmm.
0: that I missed it. And he's a 29-year-old, uh, he works as a pizza delivery guy. Yes. But his goal is to be a manga artist. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say one of the first things that I liked personally about this was just how relatable he was as a character because of that. Mm. My goal is to be a novelist. I've been working on some fantasy science fiction novels for years. Um, and yet what I do to pay the bills is I do technical support for ungrateful customers. Um, and an increasingly ungrateful company. Mm. Um, and it's a pain in the butt. It really is. So seeing this guy stuck in this pizza delivery job while his dreams kind of feel out of reach, yeah, uh, it's very very relatable relatable to me personally. Yeah. So maybe that's something that helped me connect with the character really really easily. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, he wakes up after this wreck, mm-hmm. um, to see his um, his pretty outgoing and spunky um teenage co-workers sitting by the bed. Yes. Um, I, she's not in tears so, or anything like that. She just happened to witness what happened. Yes, so, they, were,
1: they were both... They're co-workers. They both went on their various scooters to go deliver pizzas. She watches him deliberately make a U-turn to try to tail this truck that's going out of control. So she follows him and finds out what's going on and sees, sees, and sees the events. Mm-hmm. And so... Um and so she spends time with him in the hospital. And this brings me up to one of my favorite things about this guy. He is simultaneously hyper observant and completely oblivious.
0: <laughs> He's hyper observant when the when the need arises. Yes. So but
1: but he can't he just can't tell that this girl is trying to show interest in him <laughs> in her own way. Like she she's outgoing. She's trying to start conversations with him and he's just like eh.
0: I don't gather that she likes him. I gather that she wants to be nice and be friends with him. So, well, she,
1: she, she's not overly Okay. Okay, the she's reason in a position that, that the reason she's
0: that I say like, that is because the Japanese word for uh, for like also use is used for love. Yes. Ski. Yeah. Okay. Um so she probably thinks... She, well, obviously she thinks she's a good person. I, 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 think I don't think he, she's in love with him, though. But anyways.
1: She might be trying the Sundare approach. Ever so slightly.
0: Well, she's doing a real bad job. She's, she's trying to be Sundere because there's nothing Sundere about her.
1: She, as she left... Yeah. It's just as she left the hospital room, she said, it's not like I like you or anything. Which is the Sundere thing to say.
0: Yeah, but she didn't say it in the Sundere Um matter. Right. And if you guys like are listening to the show really and hard. don't notice Sindede is, that's your own fault. <laughs> We're not sure how you found us. Um, but for clarification, Sindede is a girl who emotionally... Um, Is immature in a way, Mm -hmm. kind of like how boys, when we were growing up, in order to show a girl that we like her, we throw rocks at her. (laughs) That's what a sundere is. Yes, she's that. Um, She's emotionally incapable
1: or unwilling to to be honest with her own true feelings, whether because of
0: personal pride or just emotional, you know, emotional baggage,
1: baggage things like that. But. once it's a it's a character arc that once you get her out of her shell and she's willing to love you mm-hmm. she she is a hundred percent loyal and dedicated and it's a it's a harem trope that yeah. uh, that's been around for a long time
0: yeah yeah definitely that's definitely an older trope uh but his co-workers name have got it written down here real fast mm-hmm. his co-worker's name is Katakari uh Katagiri, my apologies. Katagiri Airi. Yes. mm mm-hmm. um. And so,
1: yeah, she's she's delightful. hmm And um, a- so after he leaves the hospital, he goes home to find his mother cooking in his apartment. Yep. Without his consent.
0: Yep. Um, and uh, my first thought was either she's a bat... Oh. She said, to, he's like, what are you doing in, my apart- doing in my apartment? And it turns out she's from Hokkaido, which is the northern part of Japan. Uh-huh. Um, she came down when he got injured and was in the hospital. Um, I don't think they've revealed where he's at yet.
1: Not especially. Not Possibly
0: Kyoto, some... possibly Tokyo. He is trying to be a manga artist and it looks like he just has to take a train ride to get to where his editor yeah. is. So, possibly one of the bigger cities. I'm not positive. I don't think they've actually said the name of the city it takes place in, though. Okay. Um, but his mom comes down, um, and she says, Oh, well, you know, I was watching you sleep at the hospital, but then I got bored. <laughs> so, either she's used to this, uh-huh. or she's just a bad mom. <laughs> <laughs> you get a feeling so, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like, And well, he keeps calling her a demon. Yes, I
1: mean, Yes, he does a yokai. I had actually learned the term yokai earlier that mm-hmm. earlier this week when I was watching a um, I was watching a, uh, a documentary on um some of the work of Junji Ito, specifically a uh, his recurring series of a character called Tomie, where he has this girl who takes on the characteristics of a different historical um, uh, I lost the word again yokai
0: yokai uh, evil spirit or evil sp- mm-hmm. yeah so
1: so there there's dozens of legends of of yokai
0: mm-hmm. hundreds of them oh, and, yeah. they, and you know they just like the one um it's like quantum leap but with uh, but with evil ghosts instead of histor- well instead of people from different lives yeah so Something if you guys don't know what quantum leap is i feel old yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, but no, yeah, I, I, I had just learned what that word was, and it made me laugh the moment he kept calling her that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Just, oh, just funny. Um, But uh, events progress, and she eventually... He, she runs into... Is it at work that she runs into him and ends up inviting... The the uh, eighteen year old. No, no 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 no. What
0: happens is that they're they're going grocery shopping and then ah. they walk out into the apartment and then we have the second um, the second um, what's what does he call it again the uh, the the power revival revival the second revival of the episode um, where he walk he's walking out into the parking lot and all of a sudden we see the the blue crystal butterfly mm-hmm. and then he reverses back in time for a little bit and he realizes something bad's going on. And he is and looking around and he doesn't notice it. And then he says, hey, mom, do you sense anything off? And his mom's like, well, the, no, but you wow, wait, you did say something like that to me years ago. And uh-huh. he's like, oh, I did? And then they are both looking around. Yes. Um,
1: and by being observant, they they notice a man in a hat walking. Well, to, well, he they, doesn't. They, she she, they, does. she does. She notices a man in a hat walking with a young girl with an ice cream cone towards a van and then the van drives off without the girl Mm -hmm. and so you have to so it's not it's not explicit you have to be paying attention to notice this but you you notice that by them looking around and observing things going on around them they thwarted a child abduction Mm abduction yeah they don't they don't even know that they have well he doesn't know that they've done that She's the mother. Gets suspicious though, and takes a take, and with her phone, takes a snapshot of that guy's um van, van, and or license plate. Mm-hmm.
0: And she she looks it up and sees that there's a I forget what market is, but a, a Japanese character on the license plate says uh, reveals that it's a rental. Mm. So somebody so, so that was a dead the, end. It was a dead end. Um, but she uh, that's when they run into I.D. I.D. Uh, sees him and calls out to him and stuff. And then um, um, the mom invites Idy over for for dinner as they're all walking home. Yes. Um, And uh, I forget exactly what line it is. Um, The mom says something. The mom says something that sets off both. Um, Satoru and Airi, uh-huh. and I forget exactly what she says, but Airi's just like, "How on earth did she know that?" And Satoru says, "Do you believe in yokai?" And she says, "From today on, I do." <laughs> and that's a running theme. The mom is just incredibly observant, yes, um, which is where her son gets it from. Mm. But she's incredibly observant, and later on, um, it's kind of a running gag mm-hmm. where he's just like, mm, "She's a demon, like uh, yokai." I mean, yeah. It, yokai doesn't really work for demon. That's why they don't really translate it in the like. It's it's its own thing. It's like an evil. Yeah, spirit. It's, it's, a very it's not very evil. It could be just mischievous spirit. Yes, it, it's 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 not an oni, which is a demon or a devil. No, it's Oga. a very it's a very mm-hmm.
1: specific. It, it 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 borrows from ancient Japanese lore. It's a very specific dark spirit. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's more like you know. Puck, and other kind of fe uh, mischievous fey who do what they mischievous want. Mischievous yeah. It's more of a mischievous fey type translation. Yeah, yeah,
0: but they don't bother translating it in the subtitles. They just they just say yokai. Yeah. Um, and most people these days who watch anime are familiar with what a, what a yokai is. And in so... our modern
1: day, if you don't, you can find out fast.
0: Hmm. Yep. Um. But uh. So an episode uh, after they meet up, they go and they have a curry. At uh, their place. Mm -hmm. Um. And um. He gives the girl a ride home on the back of. uh, Satoru gives Uh Ai a ride home. On the bicycle. And the mom is teasing him about her being. Really nice and being a cute girl. And Uh obviously interested in him. Uh Um. And she. During the dinner she asks him if. Like she's his girlfriend and stuff. She's like oh no 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 no. no. I just think he's a good person type thing. Um and uh the mom pokes at him and stuff like that saying that she's a good chance for you and he's like she's a high schooler i don't want to go to jail Type (laughs) um but as he's dry as he's giving her a ride home on the back of his bicycle we see from the pov of the man in the van and i already have a theory on who that is but we'll go ahead and reveal that later during the episode uh, during uh, during our discussion i want to give i don't want to give too much away right now right just a theory i haven't watched any more than the first three episodes yes Um, um
1: Now, something else that's been brought up is that they start talking about the backstory. They talk about things that...
0: um... Oh yeah, the very first step, the very beginning of the episode, he's delivering a manga script to an editor. Uh And then he ends up tearing it to pieces because the manga editor says, well, this is great, but it doesn't feel like you're digging deeply enough into yourself to give us this story uh-huh. uh your readers won't be able to see you in the pages without that and then he, he just ends up ripping it up and dump, dumping it into the river right and there's a reason why he doesn't dig into himself
1: yes so and it's revealed that um he had buried memories that his mother brought up like uh, uh, it was after they were talking about you know being suspicious of things happening around them mm-hmm. that it, he remembers some she triggers a memory that in his childhood, there were kids who disappeared from his class. hmm And a friend that he had... That he was, said, that, that he called Yuki. <laughs>
0: that he called Yuki. Not his name, but it was a nickname.
1: Um, became suspected and ultimately... Um, accused. Accused, arrested, convicted, and is on death row. For,
0: for, kidnapping, for, for the kidnapping and murdering girls. of three elementary school mm-hmm. children. All three girls were in his class. So, yeah. Um,
1: and so it, it kind of it, it brings out some very heavy uh, material pretty early on. And so, like I was saying before, that uh, the genre of kind of a, a, the adult um, uh, crime dramas... This is this is, this is the uh, the feel that we're at, uh-huh. of, of the show that we're like. There's there's funny moments, but the overall tone of the show is crime drama.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. definitely.
1: Um, which brings and which is why it wasn't as big of a sudden shock, but it was still pretty sudden. What happens next?
0: Yeah, um, the mom arrived, the the mom's doing some digging, and then Yuki's also do, not Yuki. Um, Satoru is doing some digging as well, and yeah. seeing what happened in his past because he doesn't remember it clearly. Right, he, he's he, buried it.
1: So he he's going down memory lane, trying to remember what mm-hmm. happened, that he what traumatic thing happened in his childhood. And he remem-
0: and he re- real fast, he remembers that he saw the girl, the first girl who was killed, uh, Hinozuki Kayo. Uh he saw her the night before she disappeared yes and he feels that it's his fault she's dead because if he had acted on his impulse to ask her to walk home because you see him standing there wanting to talk to her and then he doesn't if he had acted on his impulse to ask her to walk home with him he thinks he could have saved her life yeah and which is a horrible horrible thing for a child to live with yeah Um, and that's why he is the way he is he's closed off emotionally to society and things like that um uh, his friend, his co Heidi is tr- always trying to get under his skin, and like, uh, well, not really, yeah, not until after she- the accident. That's when she's truly really <laughs> tries to try to open him up and like get to know him better. Yes. Um. But he is very, very closed off to her attempts.
1: Yeah. He. he she makes like a snip, snip gesture at him, trying thing, to cut through gonna- his
0: membrane that's covering his his body. Yes. Um. And he's like, "What is that? A generation Y joke? I, I don't get it." Yeah. Um. But. Oh, also, this show takes place in two thousand six. Yes. Okay, so it's actually a show, uh, you know, taking place currently about twelve years in our past. So yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So how about you talk about what happens and happens next? Because well, the mom's been digging into this, and so so the mom.
1: So the mom's been going through newspapers, going through different things. She realizes that the man on death row is innocent. She she figures out, she. She has a very strong inclination. She thinks she figures out who the murderer is, writes it down on a piece of paper, folds it up, puts it on the tab- on the, a table with the phone near the front room mm-hmm. as she, when she walks in, um, is going to the living room, hears someone behind her,
0: thinks it's her son. And then gets stabbed in the gut. She turns around to see, and as she's turning around, she gets stabbed in the gut. With a butcher's knife.
1: So very deep. Mm -hmm. And so she collapses to the ground, starts bleeding out. We don't see who did it, but she sees their face and said, I thought it was you. Mm -hmm. Or something to that effect. Yeah. And then she starts bleeding to death.
0: Yep, and she tries to reach for her phone to call Yuki and warn him not to come home. Um, but as she's reaching for her phone, um, the, the killer, the killer takes, takes it the, off. takes the phone and we see her hand collapse lifeless to the ground. Yes. Um, and so the mother gets killed okay. by this, by this unknown The mother's killer. killed in the first episode. And he, uh, and then after that we cut to the pizza, a place where a Satoru and I.D. work. Mm-hmm. And Aidee says, Hey, 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 you should ask, uh, you should, uh, Invite me over again so I could eat more of your mom's cooking sometime. He's like, yeah, fine, whatever, type thing. And he leaves. Um, and when he gets home, he walks past the murderer, not knowing who it is. Um, but the murderer makes a an annoying glance at him. Um,
1: yes, they, they, they pass on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't we don't see the murderer's face, but we do see a red pupil, mm-hmm. which may not be indicative of the person actually having red pupils. May just be indicative of their. It's a stylistic choice. Yes, stylistic choice. That once somebody becomes vicious or cruel or vindictive, that their eyes, mm-hmm. or their irises turn red,
0: which we actually see in. We see in the character later. We some characters later, um, but anyways. Um, he walks home he goes in and uh he opens the like the door is open so he starts chewing his mom out saying hey this isn't your home in hokkaido you can't just leave the door open like that um and then he goes in and he sees that his mother has been stabbed and well she's bleeding out he then goes to try to like say hey what's going on get up mom mom get up he's in shock he grabs her and as he kind of pulls her over he sees the knife still in her in her gut And he sees the blood on his hand and he freaks out and backs up. And as he freaks out and backs up, the neighbor comes by trying to return the pot that his mom gave her, her Curry. Uh She sees his hand covered in blood and his reaction, she freaks out and calls the cops. And the cops immediately want to question him. Which makes perfect sense, you know? It It doesn't mean he's guilty, they want to question
1: him. However... He has no reason to trust the cops because they already got it wrong with a friend of his.
0: Mm-hmm. And so he freaks out. And as he freaks out, he starts running from the cops. And the cops start shining at him. And then we see the blue butterfly again for the third yep. time in the first episode. Yes. And so we think, oh, okay, where well, there's a symbol. There's the signal. He's going to go ahead and do his revival again. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe jump back in time to where he can help his mom. Yes. And then as he... It then goes to a POV shot, and he is in a street it, in you know a countryside town.
1: Yeah, you know something's wrong because it's in it's no it's nowhere familiar scenery, he and the reckon. point of view is level with about midway of mail mm-hmm. of streetside mailboxes,
0: and he um he sees a ch- uh, he sees a child running in front of him. Wearing a backpack, We're wearing a backpack, and it's from his POV. We don't see anything else but his POV. Uh-huh. And then he starts running after this child, and this child calls and says, "Hey, Satoru, hurry up! We're gonna be late." And he's like, "Wait, well, wh- why is this child calling out to me? I don't, I don't recognize him. Like, what's going on?" And he turns, he turns around the corner, and he sees his elementary school with the banner "1988 Ice Hockey National Champions." So their elementary school won the national championship for ice hockey that year. Yes um, so and, and it was like, back yeah. and we we see a bird's or the, it, the camera finally pans back and we see Satoru as an eight as 11. an 11 year old boy In yes. fifth grade.
1: Yes. And so it's established that they went back 18 years from 2006 to so 1988. 1988. Yep. And that's when I realized that this show is also borrowing from Broadchurch. At least not 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 literally, but from the sense that most police mm-hmm. procedurals are one episode, one crime, one solution, you're done, and then it just repeats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broadchurch was a seven, it was a thirteen episode series where they investigated one crime, mm-hmm. and it was the murder of a child. That's not unusual for um, so for anime. For and, anime, no, though. no, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love anime is because mm-hmm. they do and they don't they don't Tend to rely on the baddie of the week uh, formula. Yeah, it
0: it depends. It depends Mm -hmm. on the show,
1: but again, so so. If you're a fan of Broadchurch and you're a fan of something like Person of Interest,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: this and you're willing to watch anime, this is a
0: great show for you. This show also reminds me of Steins Gate. You haven't watched Steins;Gate. It's
1: on my list, but I have not watched Steins;Gate. Yet. I have
0: watched All of Steins;Gate. Um, and Steins;Gate 0, which is like the sequel series. Um, it's uh apparently it's mind-blowing. people people are just praising it, how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of Steins;Gate though is um this guy who is a mad scientist. Uh-huh. Um he uh is trying to invent time travel. And he's got this microwave that's hooked up to this weird machine, and every time they try to send something through it back in time, it always comes back as weird green jelly things. Uh So it's not working, and they don't know why. Well, he um, goes to a time travel convention Uh where only he and his close childhood friend are there. No one else shows up. Uh, He's kind of a laughing stock of the science community. Nobody takes him seriously. And he runs into a red-headed half-Japanese girl, um, Kirisu. Um, It's been forever since I've seen it, so I'm probably getting this all out of order. But anyways, he runs into her during part of the day. um, And she's a rival for some reason, or he considers her a rival for some reason. Uh Um, And then later on during that day, he comes across her murdered body in a broom closet. Blood on the ground, everything, and he freaks out and he just runs for it. He then sends a text to his um, to his uh, lab partner. I don't, I don't think he's a roommate. Oh, anyways, he sends a text to his text to his lab partner saying, "Hey, I just came across the dead body of so and so." And then when he does that, you see a shift, and he comes across her alive. So. He- Okay. They learn that he is able to send text messages back in time using this machine. But, through the events of changing time, uh. they've set humanity on the course of destruction. So, other people who, from the future, are coming back and trying to put the world in order. Uh. Including murdering some of his close friends. So, that's all I'm going to say. Um... It's that mind-blowingly
1: like, good though. Okay. It sounds like across well, okay. I I'm, I'm I'm hearing frequency 12 monkeys and uh, angel uh, not angel beats. But what what is that other one? Just across a, a cross of various things. Um just different places those uh, elements have been.
0: used. There is a recent sci-fi show where it's got two dimensions that cross over. Uh-huh. I forget what it's called, but someone akin it to that show, the anime version.
1: Okay, there was a show called Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's not it.
0: Okay. No, it's the TV show. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, did you ever see Sliding Doors? No. Okay. It's a, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. What happens is um, there's a version of her... But, there's.
0: Let's finish this tangent and get back to the show. Okay. But yeah. yeah.
1: So, she's on, she's on a subway train, and... The man, and, um, one, well, she's running to get to a subway train and then the editing gets interesting and one version of her makes the train and one version doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then the story tangents back and forth between, you know, the version of her that got home early enough to catch her, Mm -hmm. catch her boyfriend cheating on her. And so she ends up leaving him to the version that she didn't catch him. And it just goes back and forth on the the, the various lives that they took mm-hmm. and the different directions that they the, the different directions that they went just because she one version of her made it to the train on time and the other one didn't mm-hmm. And so it's just an interesting uh, alternate reality uh, show that they okay. did. Um, and uh, I don't remember the actor's name but uh, Jonathan from the Mummy movies mm-hmm. plays her love interest
0: and so he's kind of fun there. okay fringe that's what it is oh fringe oh that's, yeah. that's completely different it's fringe the anime fringe is what, the I, anime is what I've been told Stein's Gate yep okay. Stein's Gate uh, it's Stein's uh semicolon gate oh I'm, yeah Absolutely. Okay. the show is phenomenal you have to watch it at some point oh well um, anyways um, going back to it so yeah that's what the show very very much feels like after the first episode okay. let's go ahead and get into episode 2 Uh, beginning of episode 2 was the credits in a lot of animes they don't show the opening credits until either the end of episode 1 or the first time of episode 2 yeah and I noticed, and this is thanks to me watching, uh, discovering a new, uh, well, to me it's new, a YouTube channel called Mother's Basement, uh, where a guy, um, uh, did I share with you the, um, the, um, oh, uh, how to tell if your daughter is a magical girl? You have. Yeah, it's the same guy. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. Or a, um, how to survive
0: if you're how what, to survive an animated harem, or how harem. to survive a. Um, an is- in an isekai. an isekai it's his okay. anime educational videos yes, I, his public service anime series he's only made three of them I really hope he makes more yes. anyways um, he has a series called um, what's in an OP an OP means opening uh-huh. um, and I've been watching it been kind of fascinated by his way of dissecting it so I've been kind of uh, been watching OPs in a different way mm-hmm. um, and I kind of noticed something in the OP how um, there's the three girls in his life Yes. Um, There is the girl who's been kidnapped. Yes. At the beginning, uh, when he was a child, there's his coworker, and then there's his mother. Right. And all three of them are hurt in some way in the opening credits. So, Hmm. I'm wondering, and we also see the faces, the the, like um, some um, some film shots of people with their eyes marked out, and those people to me are the likely suspects the likely killers and things like that um so um my wonder my i haven't seen more than the first year episodes, so obviously i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm wondering if he's gonna end up saving those three women from various things uh, throughout his life right throughout the series right okay but anyways anyways um i'll know more after i actually watch the entire show Um, but, so, episode two starts off, and he doesn't remember anything about being in fifth grade. Do you remember where you sat in fifth grade? No. He didn't. He got teased by his friends because he sat in the wrong chair. Um, but he got in the right chair and stuff like that, and he's trying to figure stuff out, and then, um, he leaves halfway through the day, he goes home, and he sees his mom alive and well after she comes home from working all day, and she makes some dinner and stuff. Um, she, uh, and he's hyper polite to her. Oh, he's overly polite to her, and it's kind of weirding, weirding his mom out. Yes. Um, but he, Kasan, uh, Kasan, oh Kasan, yeah Kasan. Kasan is like Ma. Yeah, Ma. Anyways, he um, he uh, he, he sees her and he's overjoyed. He's actually, they, she makes him hamburger steak for dinner. And he, uh, you know, he cries during the meal. And she's like, what's gotten into you? Why are you crying? And you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and he realizes kind of over the course of events that he was sent back to save his mom. And in order to save his mom, he needs to save that young girl. Um, yeah. By, uh, by
1: finding, if he can solve Kaio. the crime. If he can sa- save Kayo and if he could solve the crime and save her life and get this guy caught then his mom his mom doesn't get murdered and everything's fine. Mhm.
0: Yeah, um that so and that's what he realizes he needs to do and so he tries to first making friends with Kaio, but she's very very hard to approach. And his friends, he's got f- uh four uh, th- uh, four good buddies. Mhm. Um by the names of um Hiro, Kazu, Omasu, and Kenya. Oh Osamu, sorry, Osamu. Um, and real fast, I'm very, very surprised that this anime is using the names that it's using. Most of the time in anime, they don't mention actual franchises. That, or if they do, they bleep it out. Okay? But they're they name-drop Dragon Quest, they name drop. Final Fantasy, they name-dropped the Super Famicom, the Jap- or, like, the, the Famicom, uh-huh. the Japanese NES. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, learning well, And in some shows, they're do, they do that to date it. Yeah, yeah, so, obviously. So, but... they're doing it to date it, and they're trying to establish that this is kind of a real-world thing. They're trying to make this as, apart from his quirk, it's as hyper-realistic I get, as possible. I
0: get why they did it. Yeah. I'm just surprised they shelled out the money to do it. So they would have to pay to say these names? I would assume, well, yeah. It's like uh, it's uh, it's like advertising for those things. That's why people make up brands. That's why they make up names for stores and things like that and other shows. Hmm. So they don't have to pay it. That's why whenever we see, like, in Gintama, you'll see this all the time when you watch more of it. They bleep out the names of other shows and creators of other shows so they don't have to pay them for their names. McRonald's. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, the devil's a part-timer. McDonald's or McRonald's or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. So they don't actually have to pay for the and for it would be even more for McDonald's because it's the logo they would be using as well. Right. So and when Sentucky Fried Chicken, you know. So no, I was very very surprised that they went ahead. They used Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and, and actually name dropped the Famicom. That does do a very good job of dating it. Um. But yeah, they mm-hmm. mentioned Dragon Quest three and a bunch of the kids are playing it and stuff like that. But um, he he is staring at Kayo. Uh, a lot and so his friends call him out and say hey you like her don't you you must really like her and um, one of them decides to try to help him yeah,
1: s- set them up set them up <laughs> set them up on a uh, on a um, riverside confession yep Or canal side confession yep and the first thing she says is are you stupid or something
0: mm-hmm yeah fuck <laughs> <Bacodeska>. yeah <laughs> Um, but she, um, yeah, he talks to her. It doesn't go well. She's very, very cold. Um, very, very distant. Uh, she has no interest in making any friends whatsoever. And he says, I, I I don't, I want to become your friend is what he says. Yes. And she's very, very against it. Um, and he says, well, I really want to be your friend. And she says, really, do you, will you kill someone for me? Which of course sends him into shock. Yeah. And then she's just like. Uh, you're an idiot, and go and walks away. Um, he um, that doesn't deter him though, right? Because he he believes in order to save his mom, he needs to save this girl. Yes. Um, one of the things I also really like about this is um, he has almost no filter, because uh, almost everything he thinks as an adult he well, accidentally says.
1: Yes, he. He's not in complete control of his mouth as a f-
0: eleven year old, so every I shouldn't say no filter. I mean, there, he, there, he does control himself so at times, but a lot of times he thinks something, but then and he not aware he's not where he's says it, it. And you can tell when those times are because the voice actor for the adult and the voice actor for the child version of um, of Sato- Satoru um, they are the uh, they speak at the same time.
1: Yeah, that was that's actually something I really liked about this show is that it, it like an exact opposite parallel from. Uh, Overlord, where mm-hmm. when he when um, guy speaks, he speaks in this low, deep, rumbling voice. But when it's his mind, it's this high-pitched young man's voice. Mm-hmm. And it's just the exact opposite. Is that we have a uh, a child speaking with a deep older man's thought mm-hmm. train.
0: Twenty-nine-year-old man in an eleven-year-old body. body. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, he gets some help from his friends. Uh, well, we, we already passed that. Uh, the next day, um, actually, I think it might be that night, he talks to his mom and says, I want to have a birthday party. And she's just like, really? You've never had any interest in parties. Um, and he says, uh, yeah, well, I really want to have one. She's like, well, we don't have a lot of room. He says, that's okay. I just want to invite five people. And she says, oh, Okay and then he goes to bed that night and he's his, he's lost in his thoughts and can't sleep and you see the mom counting on her fingers like he, he she knows his four friends she knows his four guy friends but she's like who's the fifth this is what she's thinking she says hey, Satoru uh, did you get a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yokai Satoru are you awake? Did you get a girlfriend is that why you want to invite a fifth person? And he just goes uh yokai <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, oh, you're sleeping, huh? And he's turned away from her. She's totally aware he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> Just great. I love his mom. Yeah, his mom is wonderful. She's so great. Um, but um, so he then the next day, uh, well, I am meaning the time I mixed up, but um, one day after school, uh, he goes yeah. up to her in the park where he actually is the same park where he saw her last. Yes. Uh, apparently she goes to that park and he's actually seen some bruises and things on her and he immediately assumes that his her he's she's living with her mom um and he immediately assumes that her mother is beating her um she then um he then uh starts talking to her again and she's just as cold and as unreceptive as, as before and he says, "I want. I still want to be your friend, but I'm not willing to kill anybody." And he's just like, "And she, or she says, that was a joke," in like the most deadpan way possible. And he's just like, "I hate girls like this," thinking it to himself. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he then gives her an invite to his birthday party, which is his birthday is on March second. Um, and he and which gets a reaction out of her getting the birthday uh, card, and also for another reason, we we learn in episode three. Um, but we'll go ahead and say that reason now. It's It turns out it's her birthday as well. The exact same day, March 2nd. Oh, wow. Um, and she, uh, and uh, he's like, well, you're the first per." Well, I forget what she says to kind of try rejecting. He's like, well, you're the first person I've invited. So so, so how, how many other people oh, are going? going? He's like, oh, not very many. You're the first person I invited.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which, which takes her aback. Mm-hmm. And she calls him out for being fake, like her. Yes. And he agrees to it and says that, yeah, I am being fake. I the, I put I, on an act I performed because I wanted to have friends. I wanted to have that experience, so I pretended. And pretended until it was true. Uh-huh. Well, as an adult, we can see he no longer pretends. Yeah. So, but yeah, he pretended because he thought he wanted that. Uh, and, and he says, but I decided to tell you because I don't want to lie to you. I decided I don't want to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, which breaks down some of her walls. Yeah, it does. Um and later on, I is it in this episode where he reads the uh the pace I think it's the next one. Where he reads it might be the next one where he yeah, reads but the he, book. He, he, okay. but
1: at some point he does find So so for episode one and two are a little jumbled in my mind because that's going into the investigation and it's a slow progression and so mm-hmm. where events are, are a little jumbled for me it's been a few days since i mm-hmm. watched it and i can't wait to finish it i want to go watch more but i didn't want to watch more than three before this so i didn't uh-huh. have more to spoil but yeah he finds that she's written a short story a poem or short story that ended up in a school paper publication it and was it something was, that the class put together it was a class project So yeah um, a class art project or something mm-hmm. uh, that's, I did something
0: similar in my 10th grade English class where we all wrote something and we submitted it to like the magazine sure. to put together. Sure. Just,
1: there's a number of anime that feature mm. fifth grade art festivals where a class comes to, or a class votes on something, comes together and produces either a play or a book. Oh of no, book that, that's just, the, are,
0: that's just the, um, oh, it's not the sports festival. I'm, well, there's, a, a, there's a sports right
1: festival, there's an arts festival, or something. Oh, the cultural festival cultural is one festival. Of this. And
0: it's not just a fifth grade thing, it's every, they yeah. do it all the way through high school. Every year, it's a well, big event. Yes, but all I'm saying
1: is, not not only are they doing it in this fifth grade class, we just watched an episode of Sakura with Wendy that uh, they did a one where they decided they were going to do a play. And they're gonna, but to be fair, everybody was gonna just put their names on a list that would randomly assign them what role they were gonna play, which assigned Sakura as Prince Charming and Lee as Sleeping Beauty.
0: Oh, I think I remember that.
1: And Mei Lin as Maleficent. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Anyways. So, and that's the episode we just watched today. Mm
0: -hmm. So. Okay, oh yeah, that's right. Um, episode... so, so it's a mm-hmm. thing.
1: So uh, it's possible that their class put together a whole bunch of short stories and put put them all together in a book. Yeah, yeah. Because what he did is he ended up finding this book
0: and reading the short story. And
1: the title of the short story she wrote was...
0: Hold on, let me go ahead and pull up the Japanese name again. It's Boku dake Ga Inai Machi. And that's... it's the short story about how she, when she's an adult she wants to leave this town. And go far away. And go far away. She wants to leave this town behind, and the town's going to continue existing without her. Um, and she just wants to go to this deserted island where it's just her, and she can climb a tree whenever she wants. She can swim whenever she wants. She can eat whenever she wants. She can sleep whenever she wants. She just wants to go to a place where it's just her and nobody else. And he realizes that this is a cry for help. That yeah. this story that she put in there was a cry for help, and she needs, she wants help, but doesn't know how to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um... But he puts uh, that's in episode three, and he discovers the bruises on her and stuff like that. And then he goes and he talks to the teacher, who knows about the abuse or he suspects the well, abuse. He mm-hmm. he
1: was aware of it, and we've we find out that he has called child services three times, but the mother's been privy to it every time, or and has been able to hide the abuse each time. Mm-hmm. So that or we, they haven't
0: been home, so they weren't able to do anything. So right.
1: And so, and so, despite his efforts, his efforts have been thwarted to date.
0: Mm-hmm. And he, um, this is a kind of all getting jumbled just because. Well, it all happens so quickly. There's so much that happens. Um, it's good and, pacing, though. Oh, it's very good pacing. It doesn't. It doesn't feel rushed when you're watching it. But as we're talking about it, like in previous episodes, we've been able to keep the order of things pretty, pretty consistent. Yes, but because in this it's, one, it's
1: the, the, the way it unfolds. Like it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to piece together because the entire time we're watching it, we're wondering when are we going to find out who's the killer. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're looking for pieces. We're and so in our own minds, we're mm-hmm. taking these pieces. Yeah. And, we're, and and so it looks like you know that uh, it's all over the place. But that meme from. Um, What's it called? Uh, it's always sunny. it's always it's in Philadelphia where the guy's got a, a board with uh, yeah, 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 all yeah, the yeah. newspaper. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what our minds are literally doing is we're piecing together the clues that are coming together. Yeah, and we're assembling the story not chronologically mm-hmm. but as a as a
0: frame of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And she, um, he goes at a he tries to walk her home one day but she's not there uh-huh. and she's not at the park either and so he goes to her home. Um, and, oh, real fast, though, the reason we learn that he learns her birth date is the same as his is because he asks her and she doesn't respond, um, because she actually gets upset at him because the boys are having a competition, skating around this, the, yes. the yes. playground for, for Jim that day, and he is and dominating the school's star uh-huh. hockey player in this race. Yes. And uh, he doesn't remember if he's supposed to win or lose this race. So he decides it's probably for the because he thinks he's got this ability because he's a 29 year old man. Yes, yeah, so he, he has in the ref,
1: he has the refinement. He he well, has the youth, 10 at this he, point. He, well, he has the youthful mm-hmm. exuberance of a 10 to 11 year old, mm-hmm. but the refinement and control
0: that being 29 would give him. Mm-hmm. So he's decimating the school's star hockey player. That yeah, they're neck and neck Russia. the whole time. Oh, well, he's not neck and neck. He's in front of him.
1: Yeah. He's in
0: front of him the entire time. Um, and then he realizes, I prob- I'm probably not supposed to win this. And so he lets the other guy win. Which, it's obvious to Kayo. Or, a Kai- to Oh, Ka- uh, shoot, let me get the name again. Uh,
1: Kayo? Kayo, a-
0: yeah. Kay- it's obvious to Kayo that he let him win after he said to Kayo... I'm gonna go all out.
1: I mean, I'll do as fast as I I'll can. I'll go as
0: fast as I can. And Kyle takes that as a lie after he promised not to lie to her, and mm-hmm. so she distanced herself from him again. Yeah. Um. But he then remembers that he did the exact same thing when he was in, there before, and remembers the exact same result, where the bolt, where the um, where this, this, the the this, uh, the athlete, the athlete gets pissed at him because he knows he let him win. Yeah, I hate punks like you. Uh huh. Um, but anyways um, Kenya is the one who lets him gives him the clue Kenya the, the smart blonde friend yes. out of their group of friends um, yes. he sa- he's the one who talks to, um, to Satoru he says that I don't think you're ta- you trying to become friends with Kayo because you like her or because you're in love with her you, re- you read the class book, didn't you? Mm. And he's like, oh, I, I don't remember. Okay? Or like, it's, yeah. and that, that that's when he goes and he reads the book, and that's when he reads the story Boku Ga, Boku Dakei Ga Inaimachi. Mm. Um, and so he, um, he, uh, ah, excuse me, um, so he ends was, up going through school records, Without permission. Yeah, he he goes to the teacher's office. the 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 teachers all share one big office in in Japanese schools. Uh-huh. Um, and he goes there to go to his class records. And as he's about to open it, uh, the teacher comes up, and uh, he t- talks to him honestly and says, "Well, I I just wanted to know what her birthday was." He says, well, "Why don't you ask her?" why well, I did, and she didn't tell me. He's like, "Oh, okay," and so he just gives him the book, and he's just like, "I see that you're becoming friends with her. That's good." And that's when um, Satoru says she's being abused. Yeah, We need to do something about it. And the teacher says, yes, I know. He knows. So but that's he, why. He, mm-hmm. The teacher knows. But if he tells the class
1: it may result in her being even more bullied by the class than she already is. Mm-hmm. So that's why he hasn't brought it up. He's left that mm-hmm. private. And he says if we do something about it your fr- you may never see your friend again. She may end up going into protective custody and being hidden away from her family. Mm-hmm. And you may never see her again. He says so as what she long says, as it saves her life, it, I'm fine with yeah, it. If it saves her life... Yeah, I, I, I'm i okay if I never see her again if I know that she...
0: If it saves her from the situation she's in. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't come to school the next... I believe it's the next day she doesn't come to school. And that's when he goes to the park. She's not there. He's worried about her. Oh, real fast. The reason... He is trying to find what her birthday is is because he remembers a flashback when he looked to through a magazine when he was an adult mm-hmm. um, uh, and he sees the three girls who were killed, who were kidnapped and then killed um, and he sees their ages. Uh-huh. And two of the girls were 11. Yes. One of them was 10. Yes. And in fifth grade you are 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. So Kayo is 10. So he knows that her That... She was killed before her birthday happened. Yes. So he needs to know when her birthday is so he can make sure she makes it to that. Yes. And if that happened, he's already changed the future. Right. Um. So that's why he needs to know what her birthday is. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's the same day as his own. So that's so, his so reason for finding out what her birthday is. And so
1: he writes down on his own calendar, if he can keep her alive through to his birthday,
0: he'll have changed history. Mm-hmm. And she, um, he goes to her house and... He, oh, he, he he's being teased by his friends because he doesn't have any gloves and it's winter. Um, yes, and, and
1: he, he thinks he may have left them at their secret hideout. And he says, can we go... And they all look at him like he's out of his mind because they had agreed that they would never go to the secret hideout when it's snowing because it would leave footprints and people would find out mm-hmm.
0: where their hideout is. Which is suspicious to me. Anyways, that's one of the things that Leah is making me guess who I think the killer may be, because they dropped that hint. That mm-hmm. to me that's a to me that's a Chekhov's gun. Okay. Okay. That's a Chekhov's gun where they mention the hideout and then don't actually go to it. And there's the, right. the, the writing is too smart in this show to not be aware yeah, there's of what some- they did there. something down. is happening there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and in the flashback, they kind of revealed that um, she was missing until the snows went away. And they found her body in kind of a dump. And as little boys go, a dump is a perfect hideaway. So I think that's their hideout. Mm. That's just me guessing... I don't know that's just me trying to put things together right anyways she and which is what again what you do when you watch a murder mystery that's part of the fun of the show yeah it's Um, it's hard to keep things
1: linear in a murder mystery because they're mm -hmm. just
0: piecing you're giving you pieces Mm -hmm. but anyways um he then goes to her house rings the bell there's no one there he tries to open the back door not creepy at all but you know try and he's an 11 year old kid uh, tries to open the back door it's locked he's like well nobody's home what's going on he looks down and he sees a pair of mittens that have been burned and are laying in the snow um and the reason i bring it up is because he realizes that she doesn't have gloves either yes there's a scene um,
1: where they've established neither of them have gloves and they do a hand-to-hand thing and mm-hmm. it's kind of romantic at first and yeah then, kind of and, and then they're kind of thing and they're weirded out by well, it well
0: he's more weirded out by it than she is. so And then she's a little
1: weirded out by the fact that he's weirded out by it. It's yeah, like, why, well, are you acting anyways, so, why are you acting so
0: dumb? Yeah. Anyways, he, um... No, the romantic part comes later. Yeah. Uh, with the foxes. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. Anyways, he, um... Then sees that her backpack has been discarded and all the contents are just spread out in the backyard of their apartment. And he goes and he opens up the, um the storage little storage shed behind their apartment and he sees kayo bruised beaten pretty much in her in her in a night in, in a, a night in, in a slip mm-hmm. and he goes to grab her and as he does the mo- his, kayo's mom grabs him and stops him picks up kayo and says um you silly girl what are you doing out here yeah you silly girl what are you doing out here let's come inside you're gonna get cold well, he takes off his coat and tries to give it to her because he thinks she's gonna get sick yes um but um he says hey what, she how, screams don't touch me yeah she says to him don't touch me don't look at me um but he um asks the mom how did she get all those bruises and he knows that it's from her or from someone close to her, and yeah. he's clenching his fist all the time. And he goes and uh, well, and she says, "Well, Kayo, why don't you tell him?" And then Kayo lies and says, "I fell."
1: The most obvious, mm-hmm. most obvious, yep,
0: and um, abuse victim deception. Yep, and then the next day... Oh, we learned... Kyle is late to school on Mondays, and the reason she's late to school on Mondays is because she's beaten over the weekends by her, either her mom or her mom's boyfriend. I think it's her mom's boyfriend, or maybe a combination of the two.
1: I think her mom beats her, and the boyfriend
0: does worse things to her. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, the mom, in order to disguise the bruises, um, she forces Kayo to... She pretty much pushes her head into a sink of ice water yes to try to take care of the bruises and stuff
1: and the boyfriend's sitting there in the other
0: room saying hey don't use up all the ice save some for me as he's smoking and he's got a bottle of booze on the table and stuff yep anyways anyways, she um, this is going to be a long episode (laughs) we have a lot to say about this it's fine Um, but I'm just kidding she comes to school the next day with a bruise on the back of her neck Uh late because she's late every monday Uh um and she's actually assigned as one of the class reps that week uh where they go in uh she and satoru have the assignment together probably because the teacher knows that satoru is trying to be her friend Uh um and so satoru um goes in he starts the heater it's up to them to collect the lunch money for that week and to do all these things and they collect all the lunch money and then during lunch that day satoru and I see the, record, the you remembering this now. Oh, it's a it's a powerful scene. It's a powerful scene. And Satoru um, says, oh, no, no, really, really, I misplaced the money. Do I really have to go through this? And then he stands up and says, teacher, I've misplaced the money. And everyone goes, huh? And then immediately the girl sharing the desk with Satoru stands up and says, I don't think it was misplaced. I think it was stolen. And it was probably stolen by Kayo because she's poor and needs the money. Um and the rest of the And then the rest of the class starts murmuring and says, I
1: know we can how we can solve this. Have everybody check each other's backpacks. Uh-huh. And sure enough, the money is in Kayo's backpack.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she deadpan just listed up. Well,
0: here it is. Oh hey, here's the money. And uh the girl immediately starts accusing her saying I knew it, I knew you were a thief, you poor person and stuff like that. Yeah. And Satoru... Yells! Oh, he rips
1: her a new one.
0: He rips her a new one and says, just because she's poor, it doesn't mean she's a thief. And anybody could have planted and that. And anybody could have. And it's not him that says that. It's his friend. Um, it's his friend Kenya, the blonde boy, that says yeah. anybody could have taken the money and put it in her bag. And the girl starts crying. Yes. But we also notice that she's sweating, so she's nervous about it yeah. at some point. So it's obvious that she didn't. She didn't she try ab- to get Caillou in trouble. She absolutely did it in trying to
1: get Caillou in trouble. Mm-hmm. And we find out why a little later.
0: Yeah, we find out why a little later. Um, and the teacher says, uh, class, there's no reason for her not to have the money. She helped with the money collection this week. Why wouldn't she be holding on to it? And the class just goes, oh, yeah, I guess that's true, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> but And she is grateful that he stood up for her. Oh yeah, you know?
1: it's, it's it's a huge relationship building moment for the two of mm-hmm. them. Uh, she they end up they they're on trash duty, so they yeah, end up the, carrying. The
0: classroom reps do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're
1: so and during a scene when they're carrying two full trash cans down to the dumpster, she explains what happened. Is that this girl years ago was teasing her about her pencil nubs and how small she her pencils? Pencil...
0: Yeah, she has pencils. She's so poor that she has pencils, and she's got. Um, well, I guess having pencils doesn't make you poor, but they, they're, they're, they're kind of pencils that have been ground down to almost an inch. Yes. They've just been completely used. And then she has little special holders to help her hold on to them because they're so small. Yeah. And her friend, or not her friend, but this girl yes. has a mechanical pencil.
1: So she was teasing her and teasing her. And so she retaliated by throwing that girl's pencil out the window mm-hmm. and, uh, they've hated each other ever since.
0: Mm-hmm. Well and then this girl invited her over to a Christmas party but the entire that reason she invited her over is so that she could flaunt her Christmas tree. Show off her Christmas tree. Anyways, um she uh Satoru then says, "Well, how about I show you a real Christmas? How about I show you a real Christmas tree?" And she's just like, "Are you an idiot cuz it's near the it's like what February 4th what I think it's the 19th." Uh, there, yeah, the that, middle of February. There's a couple weeks away. I think it's February, February 19th or around then. Yeah. Um, and she, um, and she, um, <coughs> excuse so me. So she continually calls him an idiot. Yeah, she calls it. But kind she of like goes, him goes saying, with Are him? you an idiot?" And he gives her a pair of gloves. They're worker gloves, but it's better than nothing. Uh-huh. And he says, "Well, I want to show you this Christmas tree." Um, and the, he goes up and he climbs up this. They climb up a mountain. And she gets tired and stuff, so he takes her hand and helps her along and stuff. And the romantic moment comes when he says, oh, and oh, he's explained to her that he can, he can appear a lot. He's seen a lot of cool things. He's even seen some red foxes. Yes. And then when he sees these red foxes, and then two red foxes run up mm-hmm. and actually circle the two of them, just run around them in, yep. in a in a circle. Uh, and then she grabs his arm because she's kind of scared of them. Sure. And after a bit, the foxes just leave them alone. And he says to himself, oh, wait, yeah, no, I remember this moment. I remember seeing having those two foxes run around me like that but when i told my friends no one believed me but she's here with me now Mm -hmm. um and then they realize that they're she's holding onto his arm like they're a couple and they freak out and like you know 11 year old kids do Uh and then um go their separate ways and then they keep or not go their separate ways but they separate themselves for a little bit and they go and they see the christmas tree Yes, what well, the How Christmas you- tree is... Yeah.
1: Okay, so describing the Christmas tree, it's a giant, I want to say maple or oak, but it has none of the leaves, and it's just, it's not your standard, what you'd expect for a It's not a pine. It's not an evergreen. It's it's a leafless tree that has all of these icicles on every single branch, and the icicles are reflecting the rainbow of stars, and there's like a, a, the slightest tint of an aurora in the sky as well that's causing the trees icicles to glow these rainbow colors and name. it's just glorious it is beautiful
0: and she has the most adorable smile she she
1: smiles for the first time and it's that smile that is worth every pay, bit of pain to try mm-hmm. to get her to,
0: to have yep to see. and he says let's come back here during i think it's the summer or something yeah. when the snow thaws and she says yes and then the episode closes by us seeing an outside-of-the-window shot of the teacher talking to Kenya. And that's where the, where the episode ends. Yes, it's very suspicious. Yep. Um, and they're probably trying to throw suspicious suspicion on those two. It's possible. That being said, I think Kenya's the murderer. You think the boy, the little I blonde boy is? I think the little blonde boy is the killer. Interesting. Yeah. I can't so I'm, put I'm my sus- name on it. One, he's too, sus- way, one, he's way too smart for a kid his age. Mm. Okay, he's a constant peacemaker, um, trying to keep the status quo of things going. I see. Um, I see.
1: Okay, so that's so, an interesting. Okay, my my suspect. So also, so also
0: I'll- real fast before before you before um the killer looked like he had blondish hair and he looked at both the mom and Satoru as if he knew them. Mm. So it's definitely somebody from the past. And he didn't look old enough to be the teacher. The teacher, uh, yeah, adding 18 years to the teacher.
1: The other thing was, and, you know, the the biggest red herring that they threw out at this point, and it might, it might be, so we haven't seen the end, but um, the girl's um, the girl's mother's man in her life. I don't know if it's a husband. I don't know if it's the father or just it's a boyfriend. Boyfriend. He's blonde. They, they say and he that... has the red eyes, but that we think that. But that's why we think it's the, like the stylistic. um, The mother had the red eyes it. as well. Mm-hmm. The mother occasionally had the red eyes. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a thing. It was a passing thing. Yeah. But yeah, the uh. The, the man was blonde and had that, but yeah, I, uh, it's, it's they're, too they're, early they're, to, they're, they're definitely throwing suspicions both at, both at that man, mm-hmm. the, uh, the teacher, and I wasn't even beginning to suspect the boy that you were mentioning, but, uh, maybe, maybe we'll find out.
0: Okay. It's just like that scene in Men in Black where that girl who he put a bullet through like in the training <laughs> the, in the training scene where it's like Those books <laughs> are way too
1: advanced for her. She is up to something.
0: A girl that young walking around the street like this this late at night with all these monsters with around all these monsters around she She's is up, up to something. something. <laughs> Would you please say why <laughs> poor Susie, Susie had, had to, to <laughs> had to be put down <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. One bullet oh, straight the through the forehead. The Great boom. Rip mm-hmm. boom. I was like man he's not He's not snarling. He's sneezing. Yeah, he's him, on the he's,
1: tissue. And, and him, guy, He's not. Uh, he's hanging there. But no, he's, he's working out. Yeah. So uh, uh, how angry would I be if somebody came in and busted me while I was on the treadmill, huh?
0: <laughs> hmm. So the books are way too advanced for a girl her age. She is up to something. Yes. All right. So, yes. Great
1: show. Um, oh, It's
0: great. It's it's a phenomenal show. I
1: it's it's on many people's top ten lists. Um, really, apparently,
0: just for this season or overall?
1: I think there's only the one season. I think it's only these thirteen episodes.
0: Well, is it? What's I mean? When did this anime first air?
1: I'm not 100 percent sure. Let me take a look. <laughs> the problem is the problem is I I was in preparation for this episode and for this podcast. I. Was collecting names and stuff from the wiki, and it gave me the name of the person who's the killer, but I didn't recognize the name and I didn't delve into the wiki any further.
0: That's I just write down the names as they come up, so, so. yeah, but okay, um, 2016. So, yeah, for some reason I was under the impression that this was something that came out, um, that this was a recent release, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah, Winter 2016. Okay.
1: So, Winter 2016, that means that it took place 10 years before its release date and then jumped back 18 years before that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, so. Yes. My last great thing about this was definitely... KO's smile yeah there at the end yeah. of that episode
0: no it's wonderful but I thoroughly enjoyed the show um definitely haven't if you haven't watched it yet uh I watched it on Crunchyroll I think you did the same so if you've got a Crunchyroll subscription I mean yeah. at this point you have access to the entire thing if you don't even have a membership you just have to watch the com- with, it with commercials yep um but for me I totally am fine with paying for a Crunchyroll membership just because I hate commercials and that way I know sure. that my money's going to something that I love, which is anime. Anyways. Everyone, um,
1: that said, I don't mind the commercials so much because every once in a while they'll self-market. And then they'll show me an anime that I hadn't heard of
0: that I want to see. Here's my, my issue with their commercials. When I was watching them on my uh, on my tablet when I was at the gym. I didn't have a membership at the time. I was yeah. just watching it for free. They would show the exact same commercials six times in a row. It's true. And it was a commercial for, uh, Nick, uh Nicki Minaj or whatever her name is. Nah. I can't stand her. I can't stand her music, her look, No, her yeah, style, no, nothing. No, and with the yeah, exact sc- it drove me insane. The, so their I'm advertisements, fine. yes. I am fine.
1: fine with pain. <laughs> their advertisements are a bit wonky. Mm-hmm. And I watch it on Verve, which has Crunchyroll Funimation and a number of other channels, uh, all mm-hmm. rolled into one. And what, some of my problems is that, uh. Yeah, sometimes it's the same commercial, three times in a row, sometimes, and... But sometimes... Oh. Yeah. Again, I, I've probably aired this grievance before, but I'm watching Captor Sakura with my seven-year-old daughter when advertisements for Agent Cat, or Deep Space 69, or anything on the Shudder Channel, which is a horror... Yeah. um.
0: Yeah, yeah. Content. They, they need to do a better job they, with their commercials. They need to do a
1: better job of filtering mm-hmm. their commercials to better suit or maybe the content. they do a,
0: or maybe they do such a bad job on the commercials on purpose to get people to pay for a membership. Mmm dastardly.
1: Dastardly. dastardly, dastardly. Anyways,
0: um that's it for the three episodes uh in. Yep, uh, so, so this
1: week was my choice and next week is yours. Next week it's
0: mine and we're going to watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And that's German, the thesis or whatever that is. I'm uh-huh. not going to be able to pronounce that properly. But one of the reasons I want to watch this is because it is a remake of the original series. And the original series is one of those classic animes like uh, Galaxy Express 999. Okay. It's got 110 episodes or something like that. Okay. Um, and what they've done with this one is new animation style, uh, better animation technology. Um, and what they've done is, is that they've sped things up. Okay. So, like how Dragon Ball Z became Dragon Ball Z Kai where they just cut out all the filler? Yes. Exact same thing. Okay. So, I've heard great things about it. Um it's new this season. Um and I f- really really want to see uh the first three episodes and see what it's like.
1: All right? Okay. Okay, so tune in next week for Legend of the Gra- Galactic Heroes Die Neue These.
0: Um going to I sorry, I'm, I I can pronounce Japanese but other European but the European languages, I'm not even that good with it. Hey, anyways, um so now to, for our recommendation of the week and for recommendation for the week for me is a mod for Skyrim called Bruma, and this is brought to us by Beyond Skyrim. It's a group of modders where they have dedicated themselves to um, recreate all of Tamriel, which is the continent that The Elder Scrolls takes place on, plus a couple of uh, outer islands and stuff like that. Uh-huh. All using the Skyrim engine and okay. recreating it faithfully to where um, it's modern day Tamriel. Mo- modern day meaning the, the time of when Skyrim took place. Okay. Tamriel. So Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. All right. Morrowind, yes, I played Morrowind. You played Morrowind. So that's the only fra- Elder Scroll I've played. But yes. Yeah. Oh, you need to do yourself a favor and get Skyrim at some point. There's there's seven eight versions of it. You can get for <laughs> cheap. Anyways. Um, the Skyrim, um, oh shoot, losing my train of thought. Anyways, um, Morrowind, um, in this time period, um, which is, it takes place hundreds of years after Elder Scrolls Three and Elder mm. Scrolls Five, Morrowind has pretty much been leveled by a volcanic eruption. So they are recreating Morrowind in the wake of this devastation. Okay. And they're releasing it all as completely free mods. And they were planning on doing Bruma as a proof of concept, but it became so big that it's pretty much a decent sized DLC with its own items, its own voice acting, its own quest lines and things like that. Just a massive city that they've released Uh with a bunch of things for you to do in it for completely free. And it has over a million downloads on Nexus, um the the trailer uh well and the great thing about bruma is that it brought in a bunch of people who had who were modders who had no idea about this project Mm -hmm. and now the project is really like they've been able to create uh separate teams um and they use this website to make sure everybody is communicating properly and things like that it's just fantastic i mean really this should be more of a creator shout out but it's just such a cool thing and i haven't had a chance to play it yet but i downloaded it last night Um, and I was going to play it today, but then I remembered I still had to watch the three episodes for our our recording. So I watched Uh those and came right here. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, I've heard nothing but great things about it and I'm very excited to dive into it.
1: Okay. Uh, which brings us to our last segment, the creator shout out. And I want to give a shout out to someone that I follow on Instagram. Uh, their call sign is art germ. Hmm. Now. I showed you some pictures of theirs, and they—you told me that you may have seen their booth at Comic-Con. I believe so, point. yes. At some point, this gentleman is a teacher at an art and animation school, and uh, fills his uh, and sells books of his own artwork that uh, he publishes. So go ahead, go on Instagram, follow him. He does these fantastic uh, Prismapen sketches. Of anime characters, and his his um, his Instagram feed is just loaded with them, and they're just absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. Uh, so, and he has a he has his uh, Discord server listed in his Instagram um, profile. Oh, cool! So, um, where you can go and maybe watch his uh uh a live uh sessions. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, again, art germ, Artgerm, A-R-T-G-E-R-M. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look them up and uh, tell them we sent you.
0: Awesome. Well, I think that's it for this week. That is it. Well, uh, it's been... Uh, I think this was a pretty good episode. Uh, anyways, um... It's a long one, a bit longer, but we really, really got into that uh, conversation about um, Erased. It's a pretty good show. It's really fantastic. Go Uh, and watch it. Anyways, I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. Have a great week. See you next week.